0: line at 785-899-2222. I'm a man on a
1: Back here on a Tuesday morning on the Morning Blitz. Glad that you're with us. Uh, congratulations to listener David. He texted in the word "sparkling." Won himself a himself a nice little uh, uh, scratch ticket from the Kansas Lottery. Uh, let's talk some college hoops. Spent a lot of time talking football in the first segment. Let's talk some college hoops. A big, big game tonight inside bramlage coliseum and our good friend who covers k-state basketball better than anybody else i know uh from gopowercat.com ryan gilbert joins us now good morning ryan
0: morning ross it's been a while how you doing
1: it has been a while my friend i'm i'm doing well how are you doing
0: i'm good staying warm out here
1: that's good and and, you know and it's just the right temperature for you because we like to always remember that uh, ryan does not have air conditioning in his car so it's just cool enough to keep him cool but not (laughs) hot but not cold so it's okay
0: Yep, we've got heater in the car, so we've got that
1: going for Right, us. that's right, that's right, and that's a good part. Uh, Ryan, I want to. I actually want to start up, before we get to basketball, I want to start off. Uh, Kansas State going to the Pop-Tart Bowl. Do you have a favorite Pop-Tart?
0: I will go with blueberry. I'm not a big Pop-Tarts guy in general, but Ooh. how about you? What do you go
1: with? Uh, we were talking about this. I, I like a grape is one that is uh, hard Great. to find, but grape is very good. That was huh. my reaction was too. Uh, brown sugar cinnamon, uh, also pretty solid uh, as well, Ryan. So
0: that's, a, that's on that Rushmore.
1: So you know it's it's pretty sure. darn good. Um, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts, real quickly, just on K State, the Pop Tart Bowl, and and uh, the draw they get in NC State?
0: Yeah, Rob, it really just kind of feels like this is Game One of the 2024 season for next year. After Will Howard has announced he's going to be transferring, many other key starters won't be in this game and it it, it seems like the 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 opt-outs or i guess the the announcements of transfers is still growing by the day and so while the the players obviously you know some players have left i think the players that are still going to be there and sticking around are are bought in and this is you know game number one for avery johnson as the starter something that that fans are obviously going to get to you know be familiar with moving forward
1: well, certainly interesting to see Avery Johnson and how he handles it and uh, how Kansas State handles it going forward. I love we love how you put that. Uh, first game of the 2024 season uh, begins there in the Pop-Tart Bowl in Orlando, which, by the way, uh, cannot wait. Hopeful, I'm hoping Kansas State wins so that they, we get to see them eat the live mascot. That's going to be great. Can't wait.
0: <laughs> I wish I could be there just for that. <laughs> I
1: think what's oh, well. what, I'm guessing they're going to draw views just because of that uh, and, and just regular people tuning in to see them eat the Pop-Tart. Uh, Kansas State basketball, this is your specialty. Through eight games, 6-2, and losses to ranked USC and Miami teams, uh, and some pretty impressive wins over a good South Dakota State program. Uh, Oral Roberts, a come-from-behind win uh, in overtime against North Alabama. How would you rate the first eight games for Kansas State, Ryan? Um,
0: You know, there's certain people out there that are kind of hitting the panic button um, with this team, I wrote a piece on this on Go Power Cat last night. Um, I just, I'm not there yet. Obviously, you mentioned some quality wins. Uh, there's also been some frustrating moments, back-to-back overtime games against, you know, well, teams that you shouldn't be going to overtime against, you know, shouldn't even be having close games against. But that's where this team is at right now. When you look back to last year, Kansas State really didn't start to hit its stride until conference play and then obviously went on to the Elite Eight and had a really fun season. Um, and so this team's obviously not there yet. K-State returns just two players that actually played minutes in that NCAA tournament, those being Cam Carter and David Gasson. Obviously, Naquan Tomlin was a big emphasis this off season to get him to be a superstar on this team. He's been indefinitely suspended, and so that's thrown a wrench into things. Uh, Tyler Perry's learning how to play as a point guard rather than a true score. Um, you, you could go down the line. Everybody's trying to embrace a role on this team. I think they'll get there at some point, but obviously through eight games, um, there's a lot more for this team to, to grow and get better with. Jerome Tang has never lost an overtime game. He's now 8-0 and as head coach at Kansas State in games that go to overtime. And I think it's like 18.2%, I believe, is the number of all of his games have gone to overtime, which is almost one out of every five. So uh, his teams find ways to win games close when it matters the most. And I think probably the biggest takeaway, though, overall for this team is the schedule. You know, you mentioned it. Obviously, Miami, Providence, USC, those are notable programs. But even South Dakota State is favored to win the Summit League. Oral Roberts was a really tough test as well with NCAA tournament you know, DNA on that roster. So they've gone through a gauntlet on the schedule. It's not going to get any easier with teams like Wichita State, LSU, Nebraska, and, of course, Villanova tonight.
1: Who, um, When you look at this team and compare, I mean, everyone's going to compare this team to Tang's first team, in what way is it similar and in what way is it different?
0: Well, what I outlined with just the, the growth, and, and how it's going to take time. I think that's very similar. When you are a first-year head coach, that's going to be how your program is um, for a couple of years, right? You you can't just bring in a bunch of freshmen, and you know you got to have the roster balanced out, a few juniors, a few seniors, right? And so when you do that from the transfer portal, there's going to be a, a learning curve to that, and that's been the case this year as well. You know, K-State has a very good – Uh, freshman class class right now and so there's three guys that make up that class and so you're going to start to see the foundation it's being laid right but you're still for you know this year next year this is what's going to happen for these teams they're going to need some time to, to to learn how to play with each other but grand picture you know in the in the grand scheme of things in five years from now I think that this is you're not gonna see these slow starts from K State. But for now, that's just the reality. And so this year last year, that is certainly a similarity that, that you know, we've seen is K State just having slow starts to the season. As far as the differences, you know, K State's not playing with Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson, two superstars in college basketball. Cam Carter, like I said, he's learning just how to play more as, rather than a role player. You know, Tyler Perry is you know, taking on a new role as a point guard. So, this team you know they're trying to have you know three, four, five, six different guys step up and be scorers rather than it just be kind of a two man show with Noel and Johnson as it was last year, so it's a different way um, to play you know I'm sure all these guys would love to be the superstars, but um, you know defenses are honing in on tyler Perry right you, you know it, it's it's hard to to get buckets unless you are a truly you know, one-of-a-kind talent like Noel and Johnson were. not so it's just going to take some time for these guys to get better, like I mentioned.
1: Would would you consider this a reload or a rebuild year? And what do the fans think of that thought?
0: I think deep down this is probably a rebuilding year, just after losing um, Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson. Uh, you know, if this team can get to the Elite Eight, um That'd be that'd be tremendous, but as of right now, you know, I think the you know first or second round exit might be what's more likely for this team. But that just speaks volumes uh, to what K State did last year and the standard that was set. But with you know fans, uh, you know, I I mentioned some people are hitting the panic button, and I get it, you know, I really do. It hasn't been pretty, but I'd also caution you to give this team some time. And so, um, you know, overall the. The fans are obviously maybe a little restless with some of these slow starts that that we've seen from Kansas State, but it's nothing that I would be too concerned over.
1: What are your thoughts on Tyler Perry? I think people would consider him probably the top player for Kansas State to this point in time, at least the most consistently top player, him and Cam Carter. Uh, but the transfer from North Texas, what's his impact been like?
0: Well, coming into the year, I, I kind of tried to warn people to to not uh, view him as the next Marquise Noel because they're, they're they're different players and Tyler Perry's been a scorer for his entire life at Coffeyville Community College for two years and then at North Texas for the next two years he was a scorer and that was pretty much all that was asked of Tyler Perry put the ball through the net and we remember Marquise Noel and the tremendous vision that he had on the court he was a tremendous point guard right he could do everything he could score facilitate All the little things, the defense, you know, it was all there for Marquise Noel. And Tyler Perry's learning how to be a point guard in this system. He's never been a guy that's been asked to facilitate, really, in his career before. And so um, he's been – he's shown off his upside. You know, he had a big three-pointer at the end of regulation to tie it um, on Saturday against North Alabama. He's been tremendous in the second halves of games. He really kicks it up a notch when things matter most. At the same time, though, the North Texas transfer has been bad in first halves of games coming out of the gate. For whatever reason, he's been—he's been—I mean—he's been alarmingly bad um, to open up games. His first half, his first half numbers compared to his second half numbers are night and day. And so that's something that Perry needs to find: just consistency for a full 40 minutes, rather than only kicking it up when it matters the most in the end of games. His clutchness is great. Reminds you of Marquise Noel. He wants the ball, you know, in his hands in the waning moments of games. But biggest thing for Perry is finding that consistency for a full 40 minutes and also just learning how to play as a point guard, you know, especially in a new offensive system. K-State's entire team is, you know, playing in a new five-out system. And so it's, it's taking some time for them to gel. And, and Perry is a great player. You know, I don't want to take anything away from what he's capable of doing, but He's got to be better, uh, and I'm sure he would, you know, tell you the same thing. Through eight games, that he has a lot more to show than what he's put on the court.
1: Two more quick ones here, then we'll let you go. What's the latest on Naquan Tomlin? Will we see him this season?
0: Uh, Jerome Tang put it yesterday that they're treating it like a season-ending injury, and in that kind of, I know some people get confused with that, but they're treating it like they're not planning on having him back. Um, you know, I'll let Tang uh, you know, be the, the voice on that, but I'd be, you know, it, it doesn't sound like it's, it's, uh, there's a, it doesn't sound like there's a great chance you'll see Tomlin back. Now Tang did, you know, the door didn't get shut by Tang, but, um, he he did treat it like a season ending injury. And so that's just another reason. Like I mentioned earlier, this team is gelling together. They're learning how to play without Naquan Tomlin. who was a big focal point in the off season.
1: And thoughts on Villanova tonight in this matchup? Man,
0: Villanova has been, (laughs) Ross, they've been probably the most inconsistent team in the country. Um, You know, I've seen them play just watching on TV against Texas Tech, looking really good. A nice win over North Carolina as well, win over Maryland. But, Ross, they've lost to Penn, St. Joseph's, and Drexel. I mean, it's just it's insane how inconsistent this team is. I think, unfortunately, for Kansas State, Villanova has lost two in a row to St. Joseph and Drexel, and so this team's going to come out uh, with a chip on its you know, shoulder after a couple of losses. Villanova's favored by two and a half at this very moment, and so um, I think that the, the timing of this game when K-State plays Villanova, um, I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I think Villanova's going to be angry after those losses um, and coming out ready to win. <laughs>
1: Certainly will be interesting, for sure. Uh, He's Ryan Gilbert, GoPowerCat.com. Ryan, my friend, great stuff as always. We'll catch up soon, hopefully.
0: Yes, sir, Ross. Let's do it again. Let's not wait for the the two-month hiatus
1: for the next next time we talk (laughs) about (laughs) it. Sounds good, buddy. We will get her done. We'll talk to you soon. Once again, great stuff there from Ryan Gilbert of GoPowerCat.com. That game tonight, by the way, tip off is at six o'clock central, five Mountain time. You can listen on 100.3 The Ride right now. Kansas State, a two and a half point dog at home against Villanova. We'll see. I, I, I'm Christian. I'm just a little bit questionable about you know Tyler Perry at this point in time. He does put up a lot of points, but he does do some questionable things uh you know it's, it's he's like partially marquise noel but not marquise <laughs> noel that. at the same time at the same time so i don't know we'll see uh i think he, he i think he kind of gives coach tang a few more extra gray hairs from times but also helps him win some games that you know maybe they shouldn't like that north alabama game that they came back and won somehow that, that might be the perfect way of putting it was lots of gray hairs but hey great upside and like Ryan said he's got to get more consistent throughout games because he's absolutely right the way that he's started hasn't always been the smoothest thing to watch uh, but the way he's finished games you know gets you right back in love with him so they gotta they gotta balance that out and as usual this team uh, needs to needs to improve their three-point shooting because they shoot a lot of them and the percentage right now is eh. <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> well, it's not good and it's it's not bad, but it's eh. Uh, also tonight, by the way, second-ranked Kansas takes on the Ruse of Kansas City. Used to be UMKC, now Kansas City Ruse take on the Kansas Jayhawks tonight. Um, right now, Kansas a twenty-six and a half point favorite at home at Allen Fieldhouse. That is a <laughs> six or seven Central, six Mountain time tip. Of course, listen on fly, Flyover Country. 97. nine tonight, and we'll have some thoughts on those games on tomorrow's program. All right, we got to get to a break. When we come back, our final segment and the walk-off is next. You're listening to a what is a Tuesday morning edition of the Morning Blitz.